SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this Wednesday, July 22nd morning. This is Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours. Taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here on a Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly for a July 22nd morning. Well, how are you, my friends? The calm before the storm. Winner today, loser tomorrow. No way, justice or injustice, stating the obvious. Are the Astros ready to explode? Uh, Is that the most idiotic thing you've ever heard? How about some fake news? Something seems fishy about this sad story. And heart to heart. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here again on a Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday, July 22nd morning. And yes, it is the calm before the storm as we are now one day away before the start of the Major League Baseball season. How great is that? Watch a little preseason baseball again, exhibition baseball, whatever you want to call it, last night. A couple little tidbits to, to mention, including our beloved Red Sox, uh, you know, blowing another ninth inning lead. It's going to be a long season, a long season. And if you have noticed, I know a couple of astute uh, watchers on YouTube, our YouTube channel, noticed yesterday. The retro look uh, continues this uh, week as I go with the old uh, Sporting News Radio uh, baseball softball jersey that they handed out many, many moons ago. So yesterday we went real retro with one-on-one sports. So, uh, Mr. Vegas, breaking out all my old radio stomping ground uh, paraphernalia clothing. So, a lot to get to today. Phone calls as well. Again, 844-843-6879. We'll start it all. Second, right here on Piggles and Bad Beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. and Dodgers calls a third right here on Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Wednesday morning, courtesy of the Chicago White Sox and L.A. Dodgers Radio Networks. 844-843-6879. The toll-free telephone number, again, 844-843-6879. We'll hit some phone calls here in a sec. He'll be starting up the program, though, talk a little baseball. Why not? It is, uh, as I mentioned before the break, the calm before the storm. One more day. How about that? One more day, and we're going to get Major League Baseball. And 
Uh, it's a 60-game schedule. You can debate on whether there's an asterisk in part of it or not, but who cares at this point? The bottom line is sports is here. Now, we've had golf and we've had auto racing, and both have their respective parts uh, in our sports society, but nothing replaces everyday baseball. It just doesn't. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and I tell you, I, I love this 60-game schedule. I, I, I do. Uh, every game is going to be important, and I tell you, you don't really get the full impact. You know, I know it's 60 games. It's not 162. I know it's one-third of the season, basically, a little, little bit more than that. You know, and, and you hear all the numbers. But, you know, every once in a while you hear someone say something, and then it's just like, wow, that, that's right. You know, and I heard the, the guys uh, on TV debating on uh, or at least discussing on where Toronto was going to play the Blue Jays because they still, you know, a day before the start of the season, and they still don't know where their home games are going to be. Remarkable. J- just absolutely remarkable. But then they broke it down and saying that, well, you know, where are they going to be playing these 30 games? And, and like just that one little statement, just like kind of like, wow, that's right. It's, it's 30. It's not even 60, obviously, because it's 60 total, but it's only 30 at home, 30 in a row. I mean, we're talking about 30 games, uh, 30 home games to figure it out. I mean, that's a couple of series, for goodness sakes. Right. I, I mean, it's it's too long home stands. You ought to be able to figure out a way to find out where you're going to play. But it just the impact of having only 60 really hits home when you talk about only 30 home games and 30, obviously, road games. So it is going to be great. Every single series is going to be like game seven of the World Series. No time off. You're going to be getting all the star players. Or, you know, the pitchers, I think, are going to be staying in there a lot longer than what people might anticipate. Uh, people might say, well, they haven't had training camp and everything else, so that it's going to go to the bullpen faster. I disagree. I think it's going to be just the other way around. I, I think starters, it's going to go back to old school. I think that the bullpen is going to be used less uh, because there are so many games condensed into a short schedule. I think the starters are going to give it, be given every opportunity to pitch as long as they possibly can. So, uh, obviously, we can't all wait for the start of the season tomorrow. A couple of things from last night's play. Uh, Red Sox blow a 6-5 lead, bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, our supposed closer, Brazier, comes in, you know, allows two guys on, you know, throws a, a, a pitch to, to pick off the guy in first base with the first base for not watching, allows the tying run to score. Next batter hits a two-run homer, and all of a sudden, a 6-5 game turns into an 8-6 loss, which... I don't think it would have come into play here, maybe, but it's the first time now we've only had a couple of games. But the new rule of having relievers face at least three batters might have come into play. Because generally, if you know, my belief is if you're a closer and you give up a couple of hits to your first two batters, you don't have it. You know, closers are, are brought in to go down one, two, three. And if you don't go down one, two, three as a closer, that means you're you're not on your game. So he gave up two hits, one bomb, and if he wouldn't have had to face a third guy, I wonder if he would have been taken out of the game. And I tell you, that's going to have an impact. I don't like that rule. I think it's a dumb rule. Um, I, you know, you want to be able to face one batter, I get it. You know, maybe, maybe he has to face two batters, but having a reliever come out of the bullpen and have to face at least three batters, I tell you what, it's going to lead to runs. Uh, I'm, I'm betting overs on all these things. I was going to go, you know, NHL unders, NBA overs, and my initial reaction for Major League Baseball overs as well. I, I think that's going to lead to a lot of uh, good hitting matchups for the hitters. Uh, it's going to keep bad pitchers in games where normally they would be taken out. And I, I think with the, the lack of spring training for the pitchers, I think it's generally going to take them a little bit longer to get into a groove. 
They're generally benefited with the cold weather. You know, in April, you're not going to get that. Now, obviously, in July, I think the bats are going to be there and the pitchers are not going to be there. So, And then you throw this rule into play. So I expect a lot of runs. I really do. And, and you know, the old conspiracy, you know, comes into play here as well. Major League Baseball took a major hit, a major hit this offseason with all the negotiating and the back and forth bickering and the fighting and everything else. You know, does Major League Baseball ask yourself this, one, two, one, three, two games? No, no, they do not. They want eight, seven games. They want nine, eight games. You know, they they want the, at worst, six, four games. So I would be siding towards the over. And I'll tell you, we're, I'm going to get into all the, the gambling stuff tomorrow when we break down the Major League season, my predictions and all that other stuff. But as a general rule, over in these baseball games, and if you're a Red Sox fan, or even if you're not, for that matter, I would be betting over in Red Sox games every single day. Every I'm talking, I don't care what the line is. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care where they're playing. 60 games, I can almost guarantee you that those games are all going to, not all, but there'll be more overs than there will be unders, uh, You know, depending on how uh, the boys in Vegas adjust their lines. Because their lineup is second to none. And their pitching staff is brutal, and they don't have a bullpen. I mean, that is leading to 8-6 uh, games. If, if you get Red Sox over-unders around 9, 9.5, I'm telling you, pound that. Pound that until the boys in Vegas slash FanDuel adjust because they're going to have nothing but 8-6 games because of their bullpen and, and their starting pitching being so bad. Saw a little insight yesterday. Now, I don't think they did this on purpose, but... You know, the Jose Altuve Houston Astros, obviously the main focus before the virus with their cheating scandal and everything else, although I don't really call it cheating. Uh, they just stretch the rules a little bit. So yesterday, playing Kansas City, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman go, both get plunked, um, but the bases were loaded, uh, you know, and, and it's Jorge Lopez who's trying to get himself a roster spot. So I really doubt that that was done on purpose, but who knows? It's It's a preseason game. You know, maybe the, the manager said, all right, go ahead, Jorge. Well, you know, don't worry about your roster spot. Don't worry about this. It's a preseason game, and we want to make these guys think when we face them in the regular season. Uh, although Kansas City won't be playing them in the regular season. Odd, isn't it? Uh, somehow or another, Kansas City can play Houston in the exhibition season, but they can't play them in the regular season. How, how is that possible? Anyway, so they they get plunked, and Altuve, they both went right down to first base, but as I was watching Bregman, who's a bit of a hothead, uh, I, I I just wonder where the final straw will be for the Astros. You know, Bregman has even come out and said he understands that they're going to get thrown out. It's part of the game. He understands it. So, okay, that all sounds good. But when you have a 95-mile-an-hour fastball coming at your head uh, time after time after time, I wonder where the breaking point is going to be for the Houston Astros. I mean, could we actually have a bench-clearing brawl? Not that fans have any part of bench-clearing brawls, but it, it just it, it's going to seem weird if we actually have a bench-clearing brawl with no fans in the stands. I mean, I don't know how they would do that. I wonder if Major League Baseball has extra security aligned for Astro games this year. You know, I, I really wonder if they know something could happen and they just don't assign a few extra, you know, uh, security members. Uh, they couldn't do umpires, but security members for the for their games. I, I just wonder, like I said, you know, you're going to get some pitchers that aren't going to care whether it's an exhibition game or a regular season game or whatever the case may be. And 
I, I feel for the Astros. I do. I don't think they did anything crazy. I mean, and listen, I've said this before. If these dopey ball players on the other side of the field didn't hear banging on a garbage pail and notice something was up and complain loud enough about it to get something done, then shame on them. But I just wonder, you know, first couple of games, okay, maybe they'll get the thrown at, but if it continues throughout the 60-game season, I wonder, you know, uh, we should have a clue on when the first bench-clearing brawl will be in a new Astros game. I'm guessing probably by about game seven or eight. I think that'll be the, the that's it, that's enough. We're going to get a ball. All right, Bagels and Bad Beats phone calls coming up with your crew. Scott Westbrook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The SportsGrid Network. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beans with Scott Wetzel. When you guys see the setup, um, if you have an opportunity to do that, I mean, it's phenomenal. We're going to do everything out of the stadium. The the way they've set it up, I mean, we, we could have a ton of people social distance more than we have with our football team, um, and they, they've done that. They've got it all set up with monitors and everything else, and they've got uh, each meeting room is set up. They've split the uh, Arrowhead Stadium in half, so one half the defense is on one side, the offense is on the other side. And it, I mean, it's 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 really it was something. I mean, it was really something to to watch uh, form there. There's a responsibility for coaches and players to make sure we handle ourselves right when we're away from it. And and uh, you know we're still going to keep social as much social distancing when we can. Um, and that's uh, obviously it's a contact sport. So, but. We're going to keep it when we're not in contact. We're going to, we're going to keep our social distance when we're not playing, and and we're going to and we have all that set up, and we're going to have our masks uh, set up and and do all the things that and wash our hands, do all those those fundamental things. We're going to stay on top of that. Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chefs on some of the social distancing regulations that they will have during training camp, which gets underway in about a week in the NFL. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You know, every once in a while I'll say something like, you know, I'm saying it, but it doesn't really resonate as well. Um, But it is true. You know, before we went to break there, I threw out there, why is Houston playing Kansas City? What, what am I missing here in a preseason summer camp game that they can't play in the regular season? Like Houston is in the West, so they're going to be playing all the Western division teams, uh, both in the AL and NL. You know, Kansas City is obviously in the Central. So if they can't play in the regular season, why are they playing in the preseason? Any, anybody notice that? Now, I did go through the schedules. And there aren't too many circumstances like that. You know, you have interdivision games. You have interleague division games. You know, this Detroit played at Cincinnati, which seems a little odd, but those are two central teams. Uh, you have the Rockies playing the Rangers, but those are two West division teams. So they're going to play in, in, in the regular season. San Fran and Oakland, same thing. So there aren't many, but that is kind of weird that Houston and Kansas City would play and for those who think that okay you're not going to plunk two guys from the Astros in a preseason game 
Well, keep in mind, that's probably the only time Kansas City is going to play Houston since they're not going to be playing in a regular season unless the, the Royals do something miraculous and make the playoffs and Houston makes the playoffs. So this might be their one crack at it. So I, that does seem kind of weird, though, right? I mean, you know, if we're throwing out National League versus American League games in an abbreviated 60-game schedule, why in the world is Houston playing Kansas City in a preseason exhibition game? doesn't make any sense. It really it's kind of dopey, but um, the season does get underway tomorrow with the Stanks and uh, Nationals and then the Dodgers and Giants uh, later on tonight, and then you get the full slate of games on uh, on Thursday. So, all right, to the phones we go, 516, or uh, excuse me, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. We'll start with our good buddy, John in Manhattan, as we generally like to do here. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you? Eh, not too bad. Not too bad. Scott, I went to the box score because I wanted to see which Red Sox pitcher blew the save. <clears throat> and I came away from it, rather than laughing at the uh, Red Sox pitcher, kind of, <laughs> I think he has a place in my heart now, which I must be going um, soft in my old age. But uh, the guy that blew the save, his name is Ryan Brazier. He was nice. drafted in 07. It took him um, six years to get to the major leagues. Uh, so he pitched for the Angels in 2013, 2014 in the minors, 2015 in the minors, 2016 in the minors, 2017 in the minors. Then rather than quit, he just kept grinding, and he uh, actually got on board the Red Sox World Series run in 2018. And uh, this story is about two years old, but I just noticed it. So um, his son uh, is named Colton uh, Brazier. This is Ryan Brazier's son. And it says, the eight-year-old son of Boston Red Sox pitcher Ryan Brazier missed so much school in October of 2018, his parents had to answer for his absences in a court of law. Brazier was summoned to court to explain why his son missed 21 days of school. The pitcher's excuse was that Colton was watching his dad's team march through the baseball postseason to win the 2018 World Series. So uh, I went to that box score looking to sort of, uh, you know, revel in this guy's misery, and I came away thinking, here's a guy that really stuck with it uh, against all odds, seemingly, and uh, the fact that they took him to court because his kid was missing school for three weeks uh, watching his dad, you know, get a World Series ring is kind of cool. What do you think, Scott? That is a little weird. I mean, you know, listen, you could stay up, right? But still, maybe you don't get uh, to the bus on time, but, you know, maybe you, you show up at school an hour or so late to have the kid, you know, not go to school at all just because he's watching the Red Sox, in essence, with the World Series seems a little weird. And then for it to actually go to court, you know, you got to assume that they were, you know, warned a couple times, like, hey, listen, you got to get your kid in school here. You know, great that you're making a World Series run here, but uh, there are bigger things on the plate. So um, <laughs> that that is a little strange, though. But yeah, 32 years old, he's kind of been a, a hang on. And, um, you know, they were hoping he would be the closer for the for the team, which really didn't have one last year. So um, but yeah, that that is, uh, you know, out of all the things he's got to worry about, I wouldn't think going to court would be one of them. Um, so hopefully. Uh, hopefully he has the same issue though this year. I will, you know, I'll sacrifice the little kid uh, <laughs> for me to win a World Series. Sorry about that, Rob. But uh, if you're not going to get your kid in school, that's on you. I'm not uh, not winning a World Series because you're a bad parent. Well, I'm assuming he was in um, at the games in, in on the East Coast or wherever. Not you know, he oh, maybe in yeah, Texas, okay. maybe off school. Yeah, I'm assuming he went to all the the postseason games, the World Series games. 
um, right. which is okay. probably, I think, a great memory for an eight-year-old kid, you know? Yeah, I don't know too many kids that would sat, would rather be in school versus, you know, watching your father, no less. Forget about your favorite team, but your father, uh, you know, win a World Series. Yeah, that, that, that's that got to be pretty cool. So, If that was you, Scott, would you tell your kids stay home in Texas and go to school, or would you let them miss three weeks to see you play in all these postseason games? Oh, well, well, listen, it's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, John. Good call, man. I appreciate it. Um, yes, absolutely. Come come watch Dad play. Uh, listen, I would do that in all seriousness. Forget me being a player. I would do that if my – now, my kids don't like baseball that much. They love sports. Baseball, for some, which is my favorite sport, uh, and the one I was probably best at, for some reason, they don't have the patience for that. But if they did – I would tell my kids, yeah, stay up and watch the game. Uh, because I remember, you know, uh, as a youngster being told, go to bed, go to bed, go to bed. And me, you know, staying awake, listening to the games on the radio or having the bedroom door, you know, a crack so I could hear the game, but they're watching down the hall in the living room. So I, I remember that stuff as a kid. I, I was your typical nerd. I, I really was. Uh, you know, transistor radio, you know, the, the old stereotype. You know, uh, listening to the, the game on the radio with the, the transistor radio, you know, about the size of your hand on a pillow, going to sleep at night. That was me. That that literally was me uh, with Red Sox games. I could pick it up living in Jersey at a WTIC out of Hartford, uh, 1080. They would, uh, you know, bounce it and, and it'd be off the ionosphere. So, you know, I, I would listen to every other pitch, you know, as, as the signal faded out. But that was me. So remembering that like it was yesterday, if my kid was a fan, and there was a game late at night, you know, whether it's NBA or NHL or obviously Major League Baseball. Absolutely. Uh, stay up. Uh, sacrifice school. Why, why not? Uh, Richard in West Virginia chimes in. What's up, Richard? How are you today? known as Wheeling, West Virginia. Wrote a boy with a six-gun in his hand. There you go, Rich. How about that? Your own introduction. Never heard that. Never heard that, heard that, heard that before. before. Really, you never heard that song? Never, never, ever. I've lived here all my life. I've never heard that. In fact, you just made that one up. I've never heard oh, that. No, no, no. That's uh, Billy Joel. That's, a, that's, a, that's an old, that's a classic Billy Joel from the 70s. Really? West Virginia? Yeah, well, that's not the name of the song, but that that's, you know, part of the song, yeah. What's the name of the song, Chris? Is that yeah, the Italian cool. restaurant song? Ballad. Oh, Ballad of Billy the Kid. Yeah. That's a new one? That's a new one for me. I never heard that one ever. The only thing I ever heard was just uh, Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Yeah, well, Almost Heaven, West Virginia. It's the only one I ever heard. Learn something new every day with Bagels and Bad Beats, Rich. How about that, huh? I think I'm learning something else new. It's It's kind of weird. There's a name of this network you love called the Sports Grid Radio Network. Is that the name Uh, of it? Yeah, sort of, yeah. There's about five different pieces that we're all part of. But yeah, Sports Grid is, is uh, the main one, I suppose. Did you say SB Nation? Uh, SB Nation is another one. Yep. Yep. Sports yeah, that's on there, because I heard the name that's I heard the name that Scott Farrell, and I hear him on that SB Nation. I don't listen to him, because I can't understand what he's saying, but uh, I heard that he was on there. That's what's strange. Yeah, he's on. Yep. You know, you say that what? Yes, he's part of that. He he's part of our group. Yeah, uh, we're all in that together. Yeah, because you're already on here till 
10 minutes to the hour, then they cut you off and they go to local stuff. So you're just going on the entire time. I know, it's oh, just really? sports grid. Yeah, okay. you can always, yeah, 10 you minutes. Can always, yeah, you know what? If, if you want to catch the – I didn't realize they, they cut us off, um, uh, Rich, before the show ended. But, yeah, I mean, I'm on from 5 to 7 a.m., and then if, if they do cut you off – then you could always go to uh, sportsgrid.com uh, and listen or SB Nation or uh, CBS Sports Byline. So a uh, uh, good job, though, Rich. I do appreciate the phone call, bud. So, but, yeah, you, you could do that. So, I listen, each affiliate has their own you know, local shows, and uh, that's why we're the network that provides the programming for all those little holes that they have in their, their local programming. So 844-843-6879 on a Wednesday morning. Big with the bad beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. I'll tell you the weirdest thing, and I've talked to a lot of our people about it, Dan, is usually when you get about a week out, and right now that's exactly where we're at, start to get revved up, get excited, just like I know you feel when you know you're getting ready to kick off you know, training camp in the preseason, and there's something about this time that uh, you know the amount of things that have to take place for that to logistically get off and get going. My Something about it tells me maybe there's a chance that things get moved back. We want to make sure, hey, if we're going, we're ready to roll, we're locked in. So what I've been telling our people is, hey, we're going to have a great plan. Whether we get a chance to execute that plan now or a little bit later remains to be seen. But I am confident we'll have a season. We'll be able to play football. Whether or not it goes exactly on the schedule that, that we've all seen, that's something that uh, I'm a little skeptical of right now. On this Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879, Sean McVay, L.A. Rams head coach. I tell you, you're getting more and more people saying that. I, I mean, I, I don't believe it, to tell you the truth. Uh, I'm not saying they're lying or any straight. I'm just going in the other way. I, I think the NFL is going to start on time. I'm not so sure about college football. Uh, the NBA seems full steam ahead. But, again, they're in a bubble, so that that's a little different. NHL doesn't seem to have any issues. Uh, as well, Major League Baseball, you know, unless something crazy happens over the next 24 hours, baseball is going to start on time. NFL, for the most part, is telling people that there aren't going to be fans allowed in the stands. You're going to get some cities that are going to have 10 percent. Uh, you know, some cities have 20 percent, but for the most part, it's 20 percent or nothing. So I don't know what else could happen that would have the league say, OK, we're going to delay this thing for another week or two. And, and quite frankly, what is that going to prove? You know, the NH- the NFL in particular, they already have the NHL and the NBA and Major League Baseball to look at and say, all right, if disaster doesn't happen over the next month, then we're set to start September. And don't forget, they start September 7th. It's the, you know, after the first week, if you will, of September. It's not the, the first week right away, September 1st or 2nd. So, uh, you know, by just by coincidence, it, it worked out well. So you have, you're almost buying another week. 
And you have these three other sports that are going to be in full swing by September. So I, I don't know what Sean, in this case, and I've heard others say the same thing. Uh, I don't know what they expect to have occur that would have the NFL not start September 8th or whatever it is, but be able to start September 20th. I mean, they're either going to start on time or there's disaster and we're not going to be able to start you know, for a couple of months, if that's what he's alluded to, because he's making it seem like, okay, we won't start on time, but maybe a couple of weeks later. I don't know what those couple of weeks all of a sudden they're going to do. I mean, it's either going to be September on time to me, or you're looking at maybe in the middle of October, like you need a full month and a half. But even that, you know, what what's changing? I mean, it is what it is. You're either going to live with these circumstances, live with the fact that some guys are going to get the virus, live with the fact that you're going to have to deal with this for the next, you know, probably year, right, before a, a vaccination becomes uh, available. I, I don't see it getting necessarily any worse. I don't see it necessarily getting any better. To me, the circumstances will remain as is. And if that's the case right now, they seem, you know, able to be dealt with. As long as you're okay with no fans in the stands, which maybe that's it. Maybe there's this secret underlining behind the scenes of the NFL saying, you know, we just can't have no fans in the stands. We can't afford that. I kind of doubt that with all the money they make TV-wise. I, I, you know, I really doubt that. But otherwise, you know, what, what's so bad right now? Now, again, you open up training camps and, you know, everyone comes down with the virus, different story. But, you know, is that what he's predicting? So I, mean, I think the NFL is in a, in a pretty good spot right now, to tell you the truth. Uh, what I don't like about the NFL is, listen, I understand this is a, is, is going to be the, the, you know, get you in trouble here. But it's not meant to be anything more than what it is. And that is I take sports as an outlet. It's my life. It's how I make a living. It's how I put, you know, bread and food and everything else on the table. But it still is an outlet to other things in life. And I didn't like it when the NBA put Black Lives Matter on the court. I didn't like it when the NBA put these slogans on their jersey. I go to sports just for an outlet for my couple of hours of peace and quiet and rooting. I don't care if the player is white, black, purple, green, straight, gay. What I don't care as long as he's in a uniform, uh, aside from him being a criminal. Uh, you know, as long as he's in my favorite team's uniform, I root for that. And I break away from society, if you will, for a few hours watching my game. So when I read yesterday afternoon that the NFL is allowing players to wear helmet decals featuring the names of victims of racism and those killed, it's just I know that it sounds bad to say that, you know, you, you don't want that because, you know, you, you feel bad for these poor people that died. That is, don't don't take that message. Just take the message of, I just, I, I don't need it thrown in my face. You know, I don't need to feel guilty because some dopey cops in Atlanta or some dopey cops in Minneapolis, uh, you know, did something, you know, as horrific as they did. I, I But I don't want that. As bad as I feel, sports is an outlet. I mean, my goodness, you're going to put the names of these people on your helmets? What is that going to accomplish? I mean, really, what is that? What are they trying to prove? I mean, the NFL is already donating $250 million over the course of 10 seasons to all these causes to help the movement, which is great. That's that is getting stuff done. I've long said that it's about the national anthem as well. Kneeling. Who cares about kneeling for the national anthem? What does that do at this point? Anyway, absolutely nothing. We, we move past that. Get real things done, like donating money, making sure more blacks are hired, making sure this occurs and not this occurs. You know, to put the names of victims on people's helmets, 
That is just, I'm telling you, you're going to alienate people. You are. Uh, It's noble that they want to do that. I get that. But it's just, there's going to be a faction of people, and they're going to be labeled racist. I know it. I I, I know it already, and and they're not. Because it it, it could be white people, black people. It could be anybody. Um, They're going to be mislabeled. You know, just like LeBron. I'll go back to LeBron. You know what? I'll go back to what LeBron said. You know, LeBron James, the face of the NBA, is not putting anything on his jersey, none of those slogans, because that was not part of his mission and goal. And that's what I would tell the NFL. You know what, NFL? Don't put names on helmets of people that uh, got victimized by police. I mean, first of all, you're antagonizing the police, which is the last thing our society needs at this point. I think, you know, with the world crumbling as it is, we kind of need police on our side. Thank you very much. But it wasn't part of LeBron James's mission, so why should it be part of the NFL's mission to put the names on helmets? I, I, I think it's, it's just way over the top. I do. And, and you're going to get a lot of people, like I said, that are just going to be like fed up with it. They, they want sports to break away. All the other things in life, you deal with it. Uh, but you know, I, I just think that's uh, pushing it too far. And MLB is apparently going to be giving the players the, the green light to do something similar. So um i don't know uh, it's just like i said I, I i break away from that for a couple of moments with sports i don't need to throw it in my face all of the time and i know that sounds it makes me pariah when i say that but it's just the truth it's got nothing to do with black white green whatever the cause is you know there's a reason why the olympics don't allow politics to get into play because the olympics you, you break away from it all play the olympics competition that that's the beauty of it all without the politics involved paul and west orange paul welcome to bagels and bad beats Kiss her where it smells. Take her to Good morning, the morning, Scott. What's up, Paul? <laughs> so when you were on Sporting News Radio, were you you were on during a week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was all I was there for like eight yeah. years. I was hosting a morning show. Me and Pete did a midday show, Peter Brown. I was on weekends at, at some point. Peter Brown, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That was your party. Yeah, I, I always look forward to the Friday opposite picks, for the, especially during the college football season. Yeah, we'll be doing that here. I'll do that for, for, for Bagels and Bad Beats when the college football season gets underway. Definitely. Yeah. Morning. yeah. You, you had me on the, the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders one year. They probably covered about eight, nine times that year. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers. Don't remember know, Rutgers the year, though. Versus, Rutgers Paul versus somebody, I think, was the very first opposite pick I made. That, that was the one that kind of – uh, brought it into to limelight and made a, a bit out of it because we were there. I forget who they were playing, and I just you know, and that was Rutgers when they were horrible. Not that they were ever not horrible, um, but you know, was I think Tennessee? maybe first, I, I maybe might have been Tennessee. Uh, all I know is they were like uh, thirty or so underdogs, or maybe it was like something modest, like twenties. Like how can Rutgers be you know, only a twenty-point road underdog? You know, at Tennessee or Alabama or whoever it was. And that was kind of the birth of opposite yeah. picks you know, when they ended up covering. So. so it was probably Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee game. I mean, that was back uh, mid '80s, if that's around the time frame. Um, so no, I, I already bet. Started, I think it, with uh, when I was at Sporting News, believe it or not, right around 2000 or so, 2001 to in that area. Okay, um, I already bet the two wonders for for tomorrow night. <laughs> Did you? Well, listen. After watching the well, Yankees well, against the Mets, I, I you know, maybe who, who knows? But uh, I, I think the ball's going to be flying out of the ballpark in these games. Yeah, I, I just think the first few, the first few two, three weeks, I think the, the, the batters haven't had enough um, swings in against live, real pitching. 
as opposed to guys, you know, you throw a baseball, you throw a baseball, it doesn't matter who, you, who you're going against. But, but I'm just, I, I was really clean and under for the first few weeks. Yeah, I tell you, if that baseball, you know, I don't doubt they could throw it 95 miles an hour, but if it doesn't have the movement on it, you know, they could throw it 195 miles an hour, and, and, a, and a Major League Baseball hitter is going to hit it. So I, I would think just the opposite, to say the truth. I, I think it's, um, you know, it's going to take a little bit more time for the pitchers to get on their game versus the hitters. Um, could be wrong. Yeah, but that's, that's interesting when you said it. Uh, about the pitchers going longer, that that would be uh, that an interesting take. I'd like to. Uh, not that I don't believe. Yeah, I'd like to see I, it too. I really, yeah, I I think you get a pitcher that that's on a roll, five innings, you know, six innings even. I I think this year the uh, the manager is going to say, you know what, we'll we'll stick with you. Uh, we got sixty bullets only, and I'm not going to go to my middle reliever who's got an ERA of five just because it's the sixth or seventh inning, and and you know you've thrown seventy or seventy five pitches. I think that starting pitch, you know, the one, two, three guys anyway, Paul, are going to get the benefit of the doubt. Maybe not the four and five starters, but I, I think those, you know, one, two, three guys in your rotation, I think they're going to have every opportunity to pitch a lot longer this year, unlike last year. Yeah. And one more thing. The, um, I know, you know, come September when, if all these other sports are sh- shut down, the Kentucky Derby is going to be back. There's a horse. I don't know if you saw the bluegrass stakes a couple weeks ago with this horse tax collector. No, I did so, not. So just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, just a really, really good horse. So you know that tis the law might have a little competition. Interesting. And something to keep an eye on. I, there was another horse that won a race this this past week that was pretty good too, wasn't it? Or maybe that's um, I think might have been the Haskell. The Haskell was Saturday. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I like. Little golf tournament. Okay. Yeah. It's going to so. be, uh, you know, if it, it turns out, Paul, that horses that raced in a derby in September wouldn't have run normally, then that's going to throw a little wrinkle into the whole equation as well with the, with the triple crown. Yeah. So. Well, that, that tax collector, like, he, he, he wouldn't have been, you know, back in derby time, he probably wouldn't have been matured enough, but he's getting. Right maturing as the summer goes on and he's going to give it to the Lord. Nice run for the money. Yeah. Uh, good call, Paul. That, that's what I mean about that. You know, uh, and I, and I like horse racing, but I like the, you know, it, it's gotta be consistent and having these races spread out as far as they are. Listen, there's nothing you could do. You know, if, if the horse ends up running in the Derby and he wouldn't have run you know, five months earlier, uh, you know, not much to do about that, but it does kind of screw up. The crowd. Maybe in some ways, there are pluses and advantages to having the races spread out. And if a horse does win the triple crown on uh, the law, then he actually deserves it for some type of an aspect there. All right, 844 I will close out hour number one. Next, we're going to line Scott SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel.
Bagels and Bad Beats on this Wednesday morning, 844-843-6879. We'll hit some more calls uh, after the top of the hour break. Uh, a couple of things here. First up, did you see that uh, Memphis's ju- Justice Winslow sent out a tweet last night? <clears throat> he is out, will not be able to play for the Grizz. As he had a injury during a scrimmage. He experienced, in his words, a contact injury in my hip that unfortunately will keep me out until next season. Says, I was excited to join my brothers on the court and will be supporting them throughout. I'm focused on coming back 100% towards a full recovery. So what's the problem, Scott? If you bring it up, there's got to be a problem. Yes, there is. So he sent that out with a tweet of a picture of himself. So, well, he's sitting there. So he's smiling. So and then there's another picture of him sitting there taking his sneakers off, getting set to just kind of kick back and relax. So, well... Here's a guy that's one of the main cogs for Memphis. He was picked up in a three-team trade with uh, Minnesota and Miami before the regular season uh, was was halted, played 11 games for the Heat before being traded. And, you know, he's one of the main guys, and he's not able to play. So, well, where's the injury? Where's the pain? Where's the suffering? Where's the disgust? Where's the disappointment? He's sending out a tweet of a picture of himself smiling. He's telling, you know, Memphis Grizzly fans, hey, listen, bad news. Sorry about this, guys. But uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I can't play. It really sucks. I want to be out there, his words, with my brothers. And I just unfortunately can't, which is, you know, unfortunate news. But then he sends out a picture of himself smiling. I mean, I don't want to see him smiling. I don't want him seeing getting ready to kick back and relax and enjoying life. I want to see him disgusted and disappointed and upset. I'm not getting that from justice. What this does do, though, is conspiracy folks. It allows the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Williamson to have that much of an easier road into the NBA playoffs. You don't think the NBA is going to this, do you? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 